Welcome to this Humber Business Week special episode of the Street Sessions, a business podcast brought to you by Streets Chartered Accountants. I'm James Pinchbeck, the firm's marketing partner, and I'll be hosting this session, which is one of five interviews being broadcast throughout Humber Business Week. Titled The Working Lunch, each day I'll be joined by a guest, someone not only influential and inspirational in their field, but also passionate about Hull and the Humber region. In conversation, we'll find out more about not only their role in their organisation, but also gain insight into what they think makes Hull a great place for enterprise and a vibrant and diverse community. We'll be looking to lift the lid on Hull's best-kept secrets, putting the city and the region on the map. I'm delighted to welcome for this episode, Deanne Thomas, Chief Executive of the Sailors Children's Society, a national charity based in Hull, celebrating 200 years since its formation. Welcome, Deanne. Hi, James. Thank you very much for inviting me on. Great. Uh, Perhaps, Deanne, we could start by asking you to tell us a bit about you and your role with the work of the Sailors Children's Society. Yes, of course. I'm Chief Exec of Sailors Children's Society. I had a background in food manufacturing um, and joined the society about 15 years ago and really thought I'd probably stay with the charity for a couple of years before moving on again into a different role. Sailors Children's Society draws you in and the work we do and the help we provide to the children. I've never left. I'm still there. I absolutely love it. It's brilliant. And when you say the society draws you in, I think you and the society are very good at drawing in the local business community, whether it's the uh, the golf day or the uh, renowned now uh, lunch that you host, host once a year, normally in October. <laughs> yes, James, we, um, we, we're really lucky to be supported by lots of local businesses. The sportsman's lunch that we hold in October has just grown beyond belief. It really has. Um, I think back in 2008, when I joined the society, we had guests of about 250, 260 in attendance. When we were last allowed to, to hold it, which was 2019, obviously due to COVID, we were at 700 guests. It's absolutely magnificent the amount of local support we get from businesses. Yes, and uh, I look forward to hopefully attending this year's. Just about the the, the organisation and, and its links with Hull. I mean, uh, we've, we've talked about it. It's already you know, 200 years since its formation. You know, how does a national charity like the Sailors Children's Society uh, come to be based in Hull and how did it come about? Exactly 200 years ago on the 19th of April, there was a group of concerned gentlemen met in the centre of Hull, and it was to discuss the welfare of seafarers who came back from the Napoleonic Wars. It was all looking at their children and the widows of those seafarers. And that day the society was formed and we've stayed in Hull ever since. We have no reason to, to leave. I mean, we have the great maritime connections in Hull. We have the, all the historical links and we are well known, which means we can continue to reach out to families who are in need into the future. It's sort of, it started in Hull based on maritime and we're still there now doing exactly the same. We have no reason to leave. But just your reach as a, as a society, I'm presuming that you reach the, the south of the country to up through, do you go into Scotland and how far do you reach now as a, 
as a, an, as a society? We support families throughout the United Kingdom, providing they have that seafaring background. So if they're in the fishing fleets or the Merchant Navy fleet or the Royal Navy. But what I would say is, even going back to our orphanage days, back in sort of 1920, we were supporting families from slightly further up the coast then. So families from sort of fishing ports around Newcastle and sort of down into Grimsby. And children were coming to us from around the country, even very early in our history. So it is something we've done throughout our history. But as I say, Hull's the right place for us to be. And, and, and I suppose that neatly runs on to the question, why is the business in, in the area and, uh, and why do you see the area to be great for your business? And I think, as you said, it's, it's probably the fact that it, the, the origins of the maritime and, and seafaring uh, sector in Hull uh, make it an ideal base. The motivation to starting the charity was really uh, for that reason. That's right. It was for local people, for local support, for those local children. Um, And it continues that way. However, we grew over the years to support people throughout the UK. So it is all about the maritime. The maritime is very strong for Hull um, into the future as well. And and moving on to some more questions about Hull, what do you think is Hull's best kept secret or something not known about Hull? My favourite place, which I... I feel it is a secret. If you go onto Park Avenue and Westbourne Avenue, there's some wonderful old Victorian water fountains and they're just in the middle of the road on a roundabout. And so you drive down down the road past all the houses and then suddenly you come across these absolutely spectacular fountains. So that's my best kept secret. That's an interesting one. It's a shame we're not uh, broadcasting with audio or rather vid- visual and video as well, because I think you've conjured up a nice setting. And it's 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 those sort of things we often drive past and, and, and take for granted that, uh, that highlight you know, some of the beauty that exists in the city, isn't it? That's right. That's right. It's the historical, but also in, in that area where the, the older trees have come down. I know there's local residents doing carvings from the the uh, wooden trunks that are left from the trees as well. So people are keeping that area alive as well as it moves forwards. That's lovely. Who is your favourite or most admired whole person? And that they can be living or no longer living in that context. That's an easy one for me, I'm afraid. Amy Johnson. You know, she was 27 years old. She was the daughter of a fish merchant and she was the first to do the solo flight from London to Australia. I mean, what an achievement. A, as a female pilot, B, as a pilot just, uh, you know, in in any shape or form to, and the guts to be able to think, actually, we're going to do this. Uh, you know, here at the Society, we very much believe that everybody with support can move forwards and can really achieve the best for their own lives. And I think Amy Johnson is a fantastic example of that. I think that's a, a, a tremendous uh, example and, and, and a really a great person to have such admiration for. And I think she often typifies the resilience and determination of many people that live in Hull, doesn't she? Most definitely. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, you, you read her history and it's, it's absolutely fantastic. It really is. Just to right. jump in, James, there was another flight she did with her husband and they were going across to New, New York. They were running out of fuel on the way, so they circled a small airport outside of New York on the, en route and ended up deciding to crash land because it was the only way they could get back down again. Um, so then they had a few days to recover before they actually went into New York and was accepted by the city and welcomed and everything else. Yeah, you know. I think truly inspirational, isn't it? Yes, definitely. Yes, most definitely. Now, imagine you're on a, a on a holiday, on overseas trip or a business trip. What would you say about Hull if someone asked you? Can you describe it? 
why should I visit Hull? I think it's it's more about the industry. Um, I mean, obviously, I, I have a passion for Hull anyway, the maritime passion for the maritime job that I do, etc. However, looking forwards, it's all about um, the wind power. It's about the Siemens factory on the banks of the Humber. You know, UK is the biggest producer, largest producer of offshore wind energy in the world. And the Humber is a tremendous contributor to that out on the out on the North Sea. So to me, I'm very proud of Hull because we are very much driving that that green um that green objective, that green strategy forwards with the work we do. And it probably needs links back to your trees and the water, the, the fountains, doesn't it, really? It's for the ecosystem that it has around it. Um, it does, yeah. Yeah, it does, most yeah. definitely. Yeah, most yeah. definitely. It's all about the nature. It's all about the natural elements, isn't it? And I think Hull, um, whilst we are fantastic moving forwards in technology, actually, you know, it's a combination of those um, natural elements with the technology that's really going to drive it going forwards. I suppose that goes back to a link perhaps to maritime that actually the, the, the city's wealth in, to a great extent was built on uh, uh, ships and boats uh, on the waters, whether it's fish or uh, goods and services, wasn't it really? So it is reliant on the environment around it for its own uh, survival and success and prosperity, isn't it? It is. And I mean, you, you sort of go back to the Sailors Children's Society and we were there for the fishers, we were there for the merchant navies, we were there for the Royal Navies. We're also there for the people that are going out to those wind tur- turbines into the future working because, again, they're working on the water. So sort of we're moving with the times the same way as Hull is. I suppose now looking at it, uh, we're talking about this interview over a working lunch. If not having a working lunch, how might you spend your lunch time, or what is your favourite lunchtime stack, or where would you lunch if you weren't working? Okay, we we're based at the old Newland Homes on Cottingham Road, as everybody knows. If you go down Newland Avenue, there's a pizza place halfway down. And they do, we as a team, if we do get a chance to go out, we as a team, they have a lunchtime offer of £5 for a pasta dish or a pizza. And so I'm sorry, but we go sit with all the students and as a charity team, we go and have a decent dish of pasta. Now, that, that does sound very, very tempting. Um, <laughs> it's great, James. I'll take you next time I see you. Thank you. Um, and, and, and as I say, given the, 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 the 200 years as a charity, I'd imagine the last 12 months have been quite challenging. Um, but looking to this year and, and, and the activities of the society, you know, uh, again, the, the, the local community support that you get, what sort of things have you been working on and, and, and how will the people of Hull help you with that? You're quite right, James. I mean, the people of Hull have helped us during COVID. I mean, we've had um, local support of people helping families contact us for financial, emotional, practical support during COVID. So local people have helped in that way. In fact, we've seen our numbers of children that we help go from 440 up to just over 700, which is a tremendous increase year on year, obviously. We put off the launch. We originally hoped our 200 years would be the year of 2021. We put it back to the actual date, which was the 19th of April. Um, and we were absolutely honoured when SMS Towish said they'd help us and we managed to get the water tugs doing the water cannons um, out on the Humber to mark the special day. But of course, only six of us could stand on the banks of the Humber due to the pandemic. Going forwards, we are looking, I'm pleased to say we'll have the golf happening in July. Um, and we'll also have the sportsman's lunch, but it may well be a scaled down version in October. Looking at the support to families, the way 
we are looking to move it forward is to do a full review because post-COVID there's going to be an awful lot of different needs um, for those families. So we want to make sure we're doing the right job um, to really help the families. I think locally businesses and people in Hull can help us in two ways, either by signposting and spreading the word of the work we do or by helping us fundraise um, and that could be via our 200 business club who have so far provided enough funding for a couple of replacement respite caravans, so caravans for respite breaks for the children, or by, you know, accepting us as the charity of the year. So there's lots of different things we could do, um, and we will be reaching out throughout the year in the locality to see how people can help us, really. No, thank you. And, and as you say, I, I believe that you know, the charity is very much at the heart of the community, um, the work that you do. And, and, and I know people um, engage with a, a real genuine passion for the work that you do. It's, um, so it's, it's great to see that. And may I wish you and the society all the best for both this year, but in future years and look forward to your 300 year celebration. <laughs> I don't think I'll be doing that one, James. <laughs> I think neither of us will be attending that one, unfortunately. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, um, thank you, Deanne, for joining us and for sharing your thoughts on what makes Hull and the Humber region special. I hope we haven't taken too much for your lunch break and you still have time to grab a bite to eat. May I also wish you and the charity all the best for the future. Deanne is one of five special guests for our Humber Business Week working lunch interviews. You can catch up on Anchor, Apple Podcast or Spotify with our interviews with our other guests, including Kath Lavery of Humber Business Week Steering Group and Chair of Yorkshire Ambulance Service NHS Trust, Entrepreneur and Managing Director of Dioni, Alistair O'Sullivan, David Keel, Chair of C4DI and Tech Digital Innovator, along with Nick Marshall of Rescue, a world-class contact centre. Thank you also to you for listening. We look forward to catching up with you again in future sessions.